0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to Strictly Hoops with CJ Miles. Rate, review, subscribe on the Raptors and Everything podcast feed, and like and subscribe on YouTube. CJ, we back, we back, we back, we back. How are you, sir?
1: I'm good, man. You know, um, got the kids back to school, so I'm good. I was running around yeah. by myself all weekend, so you know, I had a had a festive weekend. There's yeah. a hole in the wall, but that's another story.
0: Yeah, man, you had, you were went into playoff mode. You had the whole team on your back and you needed to deliver. And thank you you There's
1: literally a hole in the wall and we don't know how the hole got in the wall.
0: I didn't I know. Don't, that. I, okay. Yeah, I'm just, just I'm saying,
1: like, <laughs> you don't understand what I'm really saying.
0: Like, <laughs> it's it's actual an actual hole.
1: hole in the wall and have no idea. It's in our closet on top of that, in my closet, like, not in front yeah. of that. So, whatever. There's another thing.
0: Don't let the kids in your closet. That's rule number one. Sheesh. Yeah, don't know Man. what's going to happen. Man. Also, we don't know what's going to happen with the Raptors day by day, um, because the trade deadline is around the corner, and Man. been putting off talking about that stuff. Uh, just in the in, in the essence of trying to keep in the focus on this team, and they're trying to build, they're trying to get better, and there wasn't uh, it wasn't a foregone conclusion that you know things were going to go the way that we think that they might go. In the next few days, but now that the road trip is over, and we're gonna to get to the road trip and kind of some of the intricacies of, of being on a road trip that long—seven games in twelve days—that's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah,
1: no, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. super lot. <laughs>
0: but uh, Memphis game last night, with the Raptors won. Any uh, any takeaways from from that one?
1: I mean, I just kind of look at it as a let's go home with a dub. Like let's get it. Let's yeah, whatever you got left in you. Like we, about to, we definitely about to get some rest. We got, you know, but let's go home on a good note. You know, let's make that flight home pleasant. Let's 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 go home feeling good and
0: let's just know
1: you know have some respect for ourselves. Get out there and compete.
0: Yeah. Scotty Barnes, man, damn. Fourth quarter, that young man woke up Six of seven, and he took it over. And I mean, after the game, like Nick Nurse and Fred were asked about it, and they're like He's about time, man. Like, we were waiting for you to take off here. But uh, it seems like, I mean, for whatever reason, fourth quarter, he rises to the occasion. That's his time. I mean, that's that's how you start.
1: That's how it starts with, you know, the the steps to being the person that we see him as being, you know, recognizing those moments, having a feel on the game, recognizing that, you you know, you have a situation with your matchup that you can really take over this game and really, you know, make all the right – plays, whether that's you shooting the ball or passing, but just being the person that takes hold of it, saying, I got it. You see Pascal do it. You see Fred do it at moments, but they all have their particular times where they can kind of feel, okay, he hasn't really got it going. He doesn't really got it going. I can see if I can get a little bit of this and see if we can change the momentum. And I think that was a perfect scene of him just
0: recognizing it. Do you think there's anything to, you know, when he's on the court with Fred and Pascal, um, does he defer a little bit? It's hard not to, right?
1: Yeah. It, to, it, ha- it would have to be, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, especially being a young boy, and that's not saying that he don't have confidence in himself when he don't, but it's like you sitting beside these two all-stars. Right. Um, who are proving, you know, who they are and what they can do every night. And you feel like, you know, as a basketball player, you try to make the right plays and, probably a lot of times you can make the right play by getting the ball to Pascal or being in action with Freddie, you know, sure. because those guys make the right plays. And I don't really think it's a difference as much as it's just trying to play basketball. Right.
0: Sure. It's a good quality in in, in a sense, yeah. right? Cause he's putting winning first. And uh I did a podcast with uh, Sirat Sohi, who's um, a reporter with the ringer. And she was talking about that very fact that, you know, Scotty, you know, from his early age, right. Like winning, was priority number one and losing like it ticks him off so much. And I think, you know, it's kind of it's a bit of a cliche thing to say that you know winning makes this person angry. But for him, like it really does bother him. And he will put, you know, winning over him, you know, his personal stats, right? Um, which is something that I mean certainly matches up with the Raptors and their identity and the Sayyidir and all that kind of stuff. But Within that, I mean, if the offense is flowing and things are going, and they were scoring points yesterday, but early fourth quarter, I think there was Fred and Pascal were off the court, and he kind of had to, you know, be that player who's going to be initiating, orchestrating, creating, and finishing. And he got into a rhythm and, you know, scoring on Jaron Jackson, like that's not easy. Not at all. Not easy. Holy. I,
1: I was, even when he was younger and I was there for just a couple months when I played with him, like I saw that turning into being a, Real yeah. beast type of thing that he turned into. I don't know if I knew he would block as many shots as he blocks, but like defensively, he just had this the 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 mobility to be able to do so much. Yeah, um, active, very active. Yeah. But going back to Scotty, I think that's a hard thing to we put on young players. You know, that have the potential to be special, and they're figuring it out. And you, and you don't want to you don't want to take that it's a thin line. It's like, how do I teach you that sometimes you taking a bad shot is the right shot because you the one that should try to take over this game. And at the same time, still keep you playing good basketball, not turning into hero Mm. ball or anything like that. It's just sometimes I would rather put all the, the the money in your hands and say, you, you make sure they don't take this, then give it to a couple other guys, even if they got a little bit of a favorable matchup, just because of your skill set. I would Mm. rather see you do that. Um, and when you have a guy that at the same time, some nights him having 10, eight and five is winning the game. And that's still him being the best player on the floor. It's just not these high numbers. And we look at the numbers so quick, like, Oh, he only had 10. Oh, he must not have been aggressive when you have no feel of like actually watching the game. It's like, if people didn't watch Draymond play, and they just looked at his numbers. They're like, why do people like him? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, <laughs> watch the game.
0: Yeah. When he gets into the post and especially, I guess, a player like Jaron Jackson, like the, I mean, the Grizzlies yesterday, they were pushing around the Raptors quite a bit and they weren't even at their like peak optimal size without Steven Adams, right? But they were bullying a little bit and Precious and Scotty, Pascal too, like some of those switches you're seeing, Mm -hmm. you're just seeing like the physical size difference between some of them and Precious is a big guy too, but Jaron's like, he's a different beast. He should be playing center, but they got Steven Adams. So he's able to, you know, work Mm -hmm. over and power forward, but that's what makes the defense so good that's different man yeah that's different But the, when you like, see that hair go down like the past few weeks there's been a few cases where nah, his man. hair goes down and that man is like ready to rumble no, it day. makes no
1: sense like it's unexplainable like how strong yeah. that dude is like yeah yeah i can't even i mean but like you said obviously like uh but memphis they bring a little bit of that out of you too because they get the chirping a little bit they physical and you can't back down no you know you, you they they because they can turn it into an embarrassment in there because they can be physical sure. and get the yapping and get and yeah. then they get up and down a little bit start throwing lives and now they in there mm-hmm. embarrassing you and they dancing on the sidelines <laughs> and they, so nobody want to go through that so like you coming no in gritties, there no okay, no gritties no more yeah gritties. and you yeah, know stop it <laughs> and that's with like you said that's without Stephen Adams and John ja Morant still like the identity of that team is turning yeah. into cement like yeah. who they are they building a mm. a real special thing over there.
0: Why Did DeLon Brooks get suspended? Why was he, why was he not there yesterday? Yeah. <laughs> it's because you got to do a scuffle with Donovan Mitchell, oh my God. scuffle, NBA scuffle, whatever yeah, it is. But it's that
1: an you play. Know, he, I mean, it's been a couple of times now, though, like that. He's been involved in something he like that. He
0: walks like. the line and he also crosses it. That's, yeah. that's, his, that's, his, that's his vibe. <laughs> also, cr- also crosses <laughs> it. Yeah, he's definitely, um, yeah, definitely crossed.
1: He competes though, like as a basketball player, like you know, sure. but it's getting real Grayson Allenish, like,
0: <laughs> like. Mm-hmm. I'm just he, was saying, like, he was also on Memphis. He was also in Memphis, wasn't yeah. he? Yeah. Um, but when Scotty, like during that fourth quarter, it was then when I felt like we're seeing Scotty and Jaron Jackson. Like now, Scotty's not so small anymore because once he gets that elbow into or his his shoulder into you, and he gives you that bump, and he has that hook shot. Like I don't know how many players, when they're already like compromised a bit because they're on defense and they're backpedaling, who can take that bump and also negate Scotty from getting like that hook shot off or that push shot off. Mm-hmm. And that was the shot that he hit, you know, at the end of the fourth quarter there. Mm-hmm. And it was a huge shot. And I, I just think like that could be his bread and butter. It's like similar to, I don't know, like take your pick, like a Giannis, right. When he gives you, when he gives you that shoulder right to your heart. Yeah. <laughs> right.
1: That's, that's a different. That's a different it's so crushing. Too.
0: It's true. Right. So I'm not saying they're the same, but there aren't going to be too many players because Scotty is so big he's just such an imposing figure in his own right who can take that shoulder and also negate him getting off that hook shot it's not many all right so yeah, that's gonna many, be there for him not many if,
1: Not it's not it's not a lot either because it's gonna and it's gonna be either one it's gonna be either the guy's not quick enough and i don't even have to get to that i get by him or the guy's not big enough like he's in this position where it's a lot of the times because even the way we play now with less positions and mm-hmm. there'll be some threes and fours that are bigger guys there's not not that big, not all of them. You know what I mean? Right. Like, right, right, um, right. And even the ones that are like sized still there's he's he's a lot stronger than he looks. Yeah. He's got enough stuff that he can really take over games in yeah. spaces like that.
0: And the touch around the basket's coming back too, which is really yeah. nice to see. That's what stood out last season. Um, and also I me mean, after the game, like it was nice seeing them smiling again. Um yeah. I saw an open gym that uh, their the song that was playing in their locker room right was yeah, absolutely, man. Nice nice to see the smiles. Um, they're playing Bob Marley. Don't worry about a thing. Yeah, man. Don't worry. Keep about the spirits thing. high, man.
1: Yeah. Like, man, we, we, little fight again. <laughs> you know, like, but no, but like that, yeah. You go on road trips like that, a lot of stuff looming and a lot of stuff mm. on you, and just a lot of like, you know, like we say the saying all the time, winning cures all. Like, yeah. Let's just focus on what we got in front of us and let's, you know. We all in this room because we all want to compete. That's what we do. That's what yeah. gets you here. You gotta be a competitor. So nobody everybody, everybody got enough pride to not want to be embarrassed and want to win games. I know it's a lot of stuff going on, but hmm. being in a room with a bunch of individuals with like minds in that manner can still turn into something. It can till it can still produce. Yeah. If we focus on that.
0: And do they wanna to be in the that plan conversation do they still want to get a top six we're going to find out this week and we will get to some of this stuff in a, in a second here um that particular song being played with all this noise happening i think there's something there's a connection there yeah right all this stuff happening trade rumors this guy's getting traded this guy's unhappy don't worry thank i mean you hope <laughs> it's the it. you would hope
1: it's it's the better side of that thought, right? Like, don't worry. We all going to be good. It's going to work out. Like, not nah, don't True. worry. Ain't no telling what's going to happen. <laughs> like, don't like, <laughs> don't just take just it there, man. Come on. Let's stay with the front <laughs> side of that thought. The higher thought, not the lower thought. No, well, but yeah, like, I, I, you love yeah. it. Like, the bonding, the keeping together, like, understanding that this stuff is is being said. It's a whirlwind. It's mm-hmm. going. It, media is everywhere. You can't get yeah. around this. This is coming. Like, especially with you being a team that people have gotten accustomed to you performing a certain way. And then now it looks like you're not performing that way. It -hmm. must be something wrong. It must be this. Why can't they do it? Why can't they do this? Why Nick nurse is great. Freddie and Pascal are great. Scotty is growing in the great. They have enough pieces. Dad Young's elite. You got all these things you can say that's supposed to help everything. And it's not working out. So what's the problem? Somebody must want to get out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I think you can always flip it when he's talking here the concert thing about Fred. You can flip it into being him just because the contract wasn't agreed to. Doesn't mean he wants to leave. It means they do doing business. Yeah. Doesn't mean he wants out. If he wants out, like dudes, now they say it. You can see it all over the place. Like mm. nobody holds their tongue on that no more. <laughs> That's true. Ain't no consequence yeah. for that no more. People don't even. It used to be like, oh, wow, you don't just say that. <laughs> People are like, do? Yo, yo, send me here, here, here. You just let you know, just do
0: that. And we'll be, great. are you referring to Kyrie Irving? <laughs> not, not him personally.
1: That's been happening. Yeah. Num- that's happened numerous times. Yeah. Guys are, you know, like I would, re- I would like to go to here, here or here. Like that's a thing. Mm. So get what you can get from one of those three or whatever. Sure. Like that's wild. Right. Like, especially yeah. the guys that got, you know, clauses in there where they got to agree to, they got to waive the trade clause or whatever. So they got all the power in that contract. Mm hmm. But it's business.
0: Have there been times when you're in a locker room and like a rumor or some, you know, insert insider here, Shams, Woj or whatever. And like there's it goes out there that, you know, this player is unhappy on their team. And then you look over at the guy you're like, I thought you were fine. Are, are you good? Absolutely. <laughs> <Are we okay? laughs>
1: Absolutely. Like, that's not a like you got to remember yeah. some. Sometimes that stuff is put out just to test the waters, too. And what way? Like so they can see what what comes up from that if teams call. Like people look at it like, oh, we're gonna call and see if that's true or not. What they willing to give just Mm -hmm. in case something's going on or like, or say I'm trying to negotiate a um, I'm trying to negotiate my contract, like an extension. Yeah. And, you know, the media get whiffed that, you know, I'm not really happy with the way it's going. Like we let that slide just so we can see if a team call and say, whatever, now I can tell you my worth by what that team called and, and tried to give you. Mm. Um, like that's 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 the way it is it's the business. Like some of that stuff is just whatever. Or somebody could just actually be at a game one day and see somebody hit a cup and yeah. <laughs> say what you know what I mean. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. You can say whatever, like it's everybody's media. It's,
0: it's the game within the game. That's what I find so yeah. fascinating with something like this. Uh like you have one side, like there could be that kind of rumors being started from the agent side. But also yeah. the team side. Um, and there's there's different motives involved in both of those, right? There's not like a right. clear cut. You're 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 trying you're testing mm-hmm. the waters, you want to see what you know the value is for this player. You want their team that he's on to know that, hey, this is what we're thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is what the player is telling me, but you can't do you have that conversation with the player? Like, could there be a conversation between a player and a coach or even a GM if a rumor comes out like that and everyone's kind of surprised on the the management side of things. And then you ask them, like, I thought we were good. <laughs> what happened?
1: It's, it's, you,
0: it, that's what we were talking about. The one
1: time we were talking about, I feel like it should be more communication with the player in the, in mm-hmm. the front office in situations like that. Like the guys that are in these big extension deals or whatever situations where, you know, they're kind of talking about it, but not, no, let's just say whatever yeah. it is. We ain't got a tiptoe on it. Like, let's say this, that, and then I can just mm-hmm. go focus on this and you can go focus on that. You can focus on if you want to make it work or if you want to find something to make this work, like, then we can go yeah. from there. But, like, let's just say what we want. Mm. Let's not, like, wait till, like, don't come to me with the deal when I'm struggling for a couple weeks so you can make – so I feel like, oh, yeah, he probably well, signed it. That's You know what I'm saying? Business. Don't come to me yeah. when I'm a little down and stuff is going wrong. And then when I still say no, now when it get out, it look like <clears> – <throat> It looked like USF, I'm, yeah. I'm grateful. USF, like, yeah. yeah, like, I'm yeah. like, yeah, like, that's not the case. Mm. Like, I'm getting people, forget I'm getting paid off my whole body of work. I'm not getting paid off the moment that we in right
0: now. I'm getting yeah. paid off everything I've done. I wonder was on that uh, contract that made Kyrie and his team be like, get us out right now. I don't know. We'll find out one day. I saw a couple
1: it. things, but like, I don't know. They always rumors. One of them said yeah. that it was like stipulations on them winning the championship. Ooh. And then like, I figured the other one, it kind of hinted at was just like about him playing a certain number of games or like stuff that, you know, like yeah. trying to, trying to like, um, kind of snap at him a little bit for him doing what he's done the past couple of years. And I think that might've had, you know, but like, I don't know the actual things. Obviously I'm sure, just saying sure, what sure. I read, what I saw, like, and, they sound kind of reasonable, like compared. Like if I'm doing business with somebody, that's mm. from both sides. Like we can't mm. negate the fact that the things have happened. Not saying good or bad that he's done, but he asked his games. He asked the, like I I was uh, my advocate for some of the things he stood for. He stood his ground. Like he Man. took the consequences, but he still did not play. Mm. And I got you here to play because you're one of the best basketball players in the world. So it, uh, like I, I, it's noble that you took the consequences and you took the. But like from a business standpoint, I still want I still want what I what I'm paying you for. Yeah, I don't want you to just miss days yeah. and I just get the money. Mm-hmm. If I needed the money, I wouldn't ever pay you. <laughs> like... Sure, sure,
0: sure. Man, it was looking bleak for a, for a long time now that they were gonna yeah. be able to rekindle what they once had when he first arrived um, with Brooklyn. So it is what it is. We'll get back to this trade stuff in a second. I, just, I got off to a bit of a tangent there because you 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 asked me something. You said something interesting. Um, okay, so Pascal Siakam his play has dipped a little bit and we've talked about him being uh, looking a little bit tired and i think you concurred with that too that he is probably looking a little bit tired and it makes sense <laughs> why he would be um but for a player um especially on a, on this road trip seven games in 12 days which is ridiculous in itself is one of the longest road trips the raptors have had in franchise history um mentally physically emotionally like how you think is kind of layer? in itself to make you feel like things just aren't going your way like what goes first I guess is it just like your legs aren't feeling good or is it like the mental toll we can't also just disregard like what could be happening with the team too and I think that also takes a a mental toll too
1: I think the mental thing is the hardest thing first because the body you train the body you do all the things you get the rest there's a lot of things you can do we can do amazing things to keep that body running but that body is, you know, is, it's only going to be as good as the mind that's running it, you know? So mm. there's there's untapped stuff you can get to all the time, but if you already think it's done, <laughs> you can't get to it. And I think right. you start to just think about how every day starts to just kind of run together, you know? I go through my routine, everything's the same. We, mm. I'm buying in, I put in all my hours, I'm doing this, but I'm not getting what I want from the other side completely. And I think when you so you start to get focused on, you know, the outcome yeah. more than the joy and the work, then it's always going to be like, and it's hard not to, because I'm in a competitive league. This is what I do. Mm-hmm. I'm a competitor. So it's hard for me not to focus on that, but I think you got to remember to kind of stay grounded and why are you doing it? And then sometimes this is going to take a little longer. So if I'm Pascal, I'm looking at this, like I put in, I, I I'm adamant about where I want to be as a player. Pascal. Is.
0: Yeah. Right. I want
1: to be top five. I want to be the man. I want to be, not getting everything i want full circle meaning like i'm not i'm not carrying my team to where i think i could carry them to Mm. that reflects that so he's taking that you know he's like man i I, i'm trying to do this i want this for us i want i don't think it's from a selfish place i think it's just everybody's talking about they don't want to be here they're trying to do this they're trying to do that i'm standing here trying to figure out how we can you know Mm. It's, it's i don't know it's a I, I, it looks it looks from the outside like a just a crazy place to be in because we know how type of guy he is high energy ready to go real positive um and you could just kind of see the fatigue on him obviously a lot of minutes don't don't hurt either but
0: yeah i mean that's that's like a that is one side too physically just not having uh the same bounce you had a few months ago and you won't uh, you won't, you will get tired That's, a season, hey, right? that's, yeah, that's goes, the season, right? That's how it goes,
1: right? That's what yeah. that's why the all-star yeah. break is there. Yeah. Like, you know, it's I don't, it might be a little bit better. Not I, I know everybody wants to be all-star. I shouldn't say that, but for his body, you get a real recharge. And if he wants to really make a
0: run, you know, hmm. make a run. Right. I believe his uh him being um named to an all NBA team is tied to whether he can get that Supermax. And well, you know, with the Raptors' record being what it is, it would take a, a pretty impressive run for him to get back into that conversation. I mean, I'm going to ask you about your thoughts on him not being named an All Star, but All NBA is tied to a team record, and I think that's the way it should be.
1: Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't. We can't go off numbers, and you're on the worst team in the league, and just make you yeah. All NBA. We can't do that because it's an all around thing, right? Like, mm. yeah, yeah, a concert. My my fifteen and five. And contribution to the number one team in the West is, st- I might not be all NBA, but it's still greater than your 23 and eight on the worst team in the league.
0: Mm.
1: Like, I-, I honestly feel that way. I'm not taking away from your, um, your personal yeah. attributes. I'm not saying you're not a good basketball player. I'm just saying there's something else to be able to do this in a winning situation and contribute yeah. to yeah. a really win. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's, that's different.
0: Yeah. You're getting uh, the other team's best on on most nights because that of how too. good you are. Yeah, and so being able to be in that particular spot where you're the number one, mm. number two scorer, whatever, and still you know keep on bringing it each game, I think that does yeah. weigh yeah. more than doing it on like the tenth team when exactly. It's, it's I'm number one right?
1: in the West. Ain't no All Stars taking no break when they come to my city. <laughs> like that's yeah, not sure, happening. Sure, sure. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm getting yeah. the best of everything.
0: Mm. So, do you think it's it's different with All Star though? I think All-Star is still close. Like, it's still close
1: to that, too. I think there's a little yeah. bit of a, you know, it's a little bit more lenient because it can yeah. because we're still talking about All-Star. We're talking about entertainment. We're talking about the most exciting. We're talking about mm. guys. It's a show. Sure. Uh, you know what I mean? So I think there's still some of that. And then there's, you know, the the way the NBA is with the way they kind of like, guys, You I, you don't get to be an All-Star off one year unless it's like, Tremendous. Like, you know, you got mm. Zion comes in and averages these crazy numbers and he's ends up being an all-star. And he's voted in. Most guys that end up being all-stars that young are voted in. They're fan voted. They're not team voted. The other guys, they got to prove that, you know, multiple yeah. years before you get taken. And then you got to kind of work your way in after that. So um I think that's the thing too, a respect thing from the coaches and understanding what those guys really do for their teams.
0: So then Pascal Siakam not being named um, an all-star this year. There are a few players that you could say, that eh, why him, why that? But, I mean, the coaches vote on this thing. And, mm-hmm. uh, again, like he still could be named an all-star because we're not there yet and injuries mm-hmm. happen. It happens yeah. every single season. Um, actually, it's interesting that Kyrie Irving, right, he's an all-star, but mm-hmm. now he's in the West. So I, I'm not even sure what happens yeah. with, with that now, that's right? A,
1: not, yeah, that's a good question. Actually, I didn't yeah. even think about that. I don't know. Yeah, Um, Uh And then you still, like, um, looking at Pascal for the All-Star, like, I think there's a lot of talented guys there. And I think his is kind of tied to what's going on with the team Mm. record. I think if they're a little bit better, I think it's different. Like, obviously it is. But um, but at the same time, the only person that was kind of neck and neck with me, with him for who I would pick was him and Debo, honestly. I think the other guys were supposed to be there. Mm. And I'm not saying they're not supposed to be there. I'm just saying if I had to pick who was close, yeah, yeah. Um,
0: it was between those two. So I mean, this is this is the question that I, I get to, I land on with this is how much does individual performance outweigh whether, you know one player should be an all-star versus another? Um, Like we said, it's a showcase, right? Mm -hmm. And per Pascal, it's even different from, you know, previous seasons with Devin Booker and Bradley Beal because they were averaging like 35 points a game or whatever, right? But Pascal, like, it's about the body of how much he influences a game, Mm -hmm. 25, 8, and 6. No player in NBA history has missed the All-Star game when they have those kinds of numbers, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like stuff like that. And Mm -hmm. he's not the sexiest name by any means, you know, when it comes to being an All-Star, but the numbers are the numbers. Right, twenty five, eight, and six mm-hmm. isn't. It's not. It's hard to do that um, at his position within the Raptors, all that kind of stuff. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I just found it a little bit odd. You're right. Debo would probably be the one that would, would go out. And um, there is, there's also like the legacy question, right? Mm-hmm. Like legacy and like your your the amount of times that you've been an officer. I'm not even sure what number this is going to be for Demar, but probably for six, a voter, six, yeah. six or seven yeah and and Pascal isn't there yet so yeah. maybe someone who's looking at them and compare them saying well let's go with Debo yeah. I think so
1: that yeah that could be how and with those coaches because it's be watching and seeing they can obviously feel like Debo's doing a little bit more for his squad right now compared to the squads it's mm-hmm. not to say that I'm not saying that Pascal is not outstanding and not doing everything for his team that he can but I yeah. also say I don't really look into that record thing that much no more because the game is played so differently. Over the right. last three, four years, the pace of the game. There's so many. So not to take away from what Pascal's doing, but there's so many guys with gaudy stats like that now. Hmm. There's a I shouldn't say there's not a I don't mean to say like there's like fifth, I just mean there's more guys with yeah. stats like that because of the way we play the game now. Those records are being broken from time when we only shot elbow jumpers at one point. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't I don't think that's uh should be weighed in too much, not hmm. to take away from what Pascal's doing. Yeah. I'm just saying that we can look around the league and find, if we just base it off numbers. We can find guys on numbers. Right. We can find them now. It's just sure, the, sure, the sure. pace of the it's game easy. is so, it's so great that
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's the guys that have the ball and the guys are main guys on teams can really figure their way into like patent stats. Like I shouldn't say patent, patent is stuff in the stat sheet. Patent stats makes it sound bad. Like I'm not saying yeah, yeah. doing it on purpose. I'm just saying if, if
0: some guys do, I can get 30, <laughs> if I can yeah. get
1: 30 shots and still, I can get 30 shots, somebody mm. and the other guys can get 10, 11, 12. I got a chance to get a triple double yeah. every night. But mm. like, Lucas got a chance every night.
0: Yeah, he's got a new running mate now, too. That's going to be interesting yeah. to see how they yeah. work uh, alongside each other. Fred has been playing um, a lot better lately, and just mm-hmm. in terms of his stats. Okay, so past 11 games, 26, 45% from the field, 40% from three, five rebounds, seven assists, almost two steals and a block at 0.9 blocks per game. So I'm saying he is
1: black. Yeah. He had that big one. Oh boy. It's funny actually.
0: Yeah. Um, What do you think has, has changed if anything has changed or is it just simply like, you know, some of the shots are going in, but I do think he's, he's clearly taking more shots than he was earlier on the season. Uh So there's a bit of a, a difference in role. He's playing more traditional point guard. He's Mm -hmm. penetrating the paint, paint more. Anyway, proceed, sir.
1: The shooting sleeve. No, (laughs) Um,
0: no, he looks sharp. I like it. I like it. By the way, I I like it. it. I like it. He looks sharp.
1: Like he just mm. looks like he looks assertive. He looks. He's like he's he's picking his spots. He understands what he wants to do. He looks, you know, free. Like there's no facial expressions, no reactions, no big reaction stuff. Unless you know you're hyped up in the moment of the game and you cheer. Mm. But like I mean, just the steadiness of the game. I mean, hence hence his name. He just looks like you know, I got it. Like. Doing yeah. him taking the right shots. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And not that he didn't look like that before. It just looks better when shots are going in. You know what I mean? Like sure. it looks and it makes him even more calmer. Because now he's like, yeah, oh okay, they're doing this. I'm going to do that. Bye, 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 bye. I'm going to get my shot here. I'm going to get this pass mm. here. I'm going to throw this live here. Like his textbook.
0: Hmm. How do you think um, his his partnership, his, his combo with uh, Scotty Barnes has helped? I guess both of them, actually. Um, in terms of the pick and roll, that's obviously been profiled a little bit more on the Raptors than it has mm-hmm. in past seasons. Earlier this season, how do you think that changes it?
1: I think it just creates um, it creates opp- it creates easier opportunities to get guys in, involved. Like I don't have to call mm-hmm. plays for them directly. It's just like we just play the game. So like, yeah. Fred comes. Fred's biggest thing is that he comes out pick and rolls aggressive to shoot it, to drive it, to whatever. So now the big is always engaged. Now it's just the play is made up how engaged the big man is. Do I pocket pass to Scotty or Pascal and let them operate in that mid-range space where they like to? Or do I continue to drive it and he leaves and I get to the rim or whatever it may be? But like that action is just so simple for those guys of that dynamic.
0: Yeah. They
1: have every base covered in the in the in it. So we just make the right play. He pops, Mm. I pass it back, he gets a three. The big man stays in front of me. I hit him on the pocket vest. The big man doesn't show. I attack the corner. I turn the corner. I attack the rim. Like it's all those guys are heavy in those traits. Yeah.
0: Do you find that he's finishing around the basket better than he has in previous seasons? Yeah.
1: Especially up late for sure. Um, Wow. I think he's just some of the stuff like he's using the glass differently and better. Hmm. Some of the stuff I've seen And, and he's just fine. He's keeping his balance. You see him checking for the bigs trying to chase him down and on the pick and roll actions to block it, he's changing his hands, he's reversing, he's um, Steve Nass Steve action out to the back to the corner with the big on um, me just so I can change directions and get a cleaner shot at the rim instead of trying yeah. to finish that on right at the rim. Um, you know, just being sharp, like I was saying, just understanding the situations. Uh, past
0: fifteen games, he's shooting fifty five percent. Uh, less than five feet from the basket and last season you know he was around 48 49 from that range so mm-hmm. it speaks to what you're talking about um certainly he's using the glass a little bit better there's a, a play a few weeks ago right or last week right a lot of english english that he had <laughs> on uh on yeah, a one yeah, yeah. shot that was uh that was very pretty um and that is a skill set in itself right is being able Man, to use a glass better that's and a understanding skillset. spin. That yeah
1: that is a that is a Cause we know, like you know that 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 puts you in the top percentile of finishers, no matter what. Mm. Cause of the, just because of the angles now that you can use, like this is the reason why, like not to go back to talking about Kyrie. This is the reason why he's the best under basket, yeah. fin- under the rim basket finisher of all time. Like maybe, like you know, we're not talking about for W's his size, the best yeah, for finisher his size, for sure, Ooh. all time. Like Ooh. Ooh. For, for, yeah. as a guard, all time. Like yeah, we can't talk. Sure. I can't compare him to bigs because they it's a different game. But like I just mean for a guard, for a wing, whatever you want to call it nobody's finished like him just because of the creativity he has because of the yeah. way he can use the backboard.
0: Well, it's an uh, interesting time for Freddie. I'm um, happy to see that he's turned his turned the corner a little bit on, on his season. And also, like, I mean, uh, the road trip, uh, he's been a feature piece on, on most games. And, you know, not every game went well, as it may not go well, in a seven-game road trip, which, uh, as we know, like it's grueling, it's tough, it's hard. Um, we actually didn't talk about that. I said we were going to, and then I forgot. Grint, yeah. We'll do that now, <laughs> but, yeah. uh, yeah. you're not going to have a good game for all 82. However, mm-hmm. he his aggression and, you know, just making offense happen for himself mm-hmm. or his teammates. Um, it has really stood out. So yeah, with the road trip, like, how does it, uh, for a seven game road trip, like we talked about, um, are there points that are harder than others? Like, is that, you know, the fifth game harder than the third game? I mean, obviously, back-to-backs are something to think about too, but the Raptors only had one back-to-back in this road trip, right? Then after that, it was uh, at least one day off between each game. Like, how does that work for a player?
1: I think it I think it's, it gets hard just, like you said, the, the I think after the third game is when it starts to get, like, Yeah a lot like you know especially when it's spaced out and now i got two days in some city or something and we just Mm -hmm. on the road you know what i mean we just out (laughs) just not in your bed like not and you know then then you gotta everything's attached to get everywhere to get to a gym to get to a like it's not the same like i hop in my car i got my route or whatever we gotta get on a bus we gotta move as a 30-man unit we gotta do everything is just oh like it starts to get kind of like that it's like can we just play the game sometimes yeah, and um, I think that's when it just starts to kind of weigh on you. And then obviously, like one of the things you know that hyper puts you in hyper focus is your family not being with you. But then you start to miss the family, start to miss just being at home, like the the escapes from basketball. Now everything's basketball. Like I'm in a mm-hmm. hotel, but I'm in this hotel because we're on the road. Like I don't because get to are like, basketball. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't get to see <laughs> that. I don't get to go home and disconnect. Yeah. It's different,
0: right? That's where I saw actual the bit of a trail off, and um, and their focus, effort, however you want to say it, um, is after that third game. Um, They beat the Blazers. They were 2-1 and at that point. And then there was just like a little bit up and down, game by game, as it usually goes, right? Because uh, things are weighing on you, travel's weighing on you. Um, But, you know, how do the great teams find ways to just continue to win under those circumstances? Is there something that perhaps the Raptors are just trying to still get accustomed to when it comes to that kind of thing?
1: I mean, that's the name of the game, right? Being a professional. Like, I play yeah. sometimes we don't want to. Like, yeah. <laughs> like you got to do your job. Like yeah. some, some. I know we like to say, oh, this is basketball. I love it. It's not a day of work in my life. But, like, some days it's just it's a job. <laughs> some, some days, days it's work. Job. Like, some days the body, like we talked about yeah. the body really needs more time. Sure. It's an amazing feat to do this season. Mm. To do with it. That's why the rest days have come like they've come over time. Because it, it's a lot on the human body, no matter what type of shape you're in. Yeah. And it's hard for you not to know that from the outside. I mean, hard for you to know that from the outside. And I, mm. and I and at the same time, I understand your gripe. Like I paid for my tickets because you play for this. Like, you know, I get that. I understand both sides, obviously, from being in it. But I'm yeah. just saying it is it is not a simple task. Sure. It's not. Um, and I'm not trying to take away from nobody that needs rest days, but you know, it's, it, some days you got to get up and you got to go at it and we got to, you know, yeah. drop in the focus, be consistent in what we've been practicing, understand the game plan, understand what we're doing. It's different every night, obviously.
0: Hiring for your small business. If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. How does focus waver during an NBA game? Because there, I've seen everything, right? Not just with the Raptors, just in general. Like you know, you are on a ro- long road trip, your first quarter may be your best, but then the third quarter is where you, you where you start to to crumble a little bit, and then your third quarter could be your best. Your fourth quarter might be really good, but then the first half isn't good. Like, how is there any correlation? Is there any kind of connection with you know, what you've seen Once in the, the NBA? Of
1: Vince Lombardi, um, uh, fatigue makes cowards of us all. Like fatigue, <laughs> fatigue messes with the mind. Yeah. like it's not it's, it's 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 it even if you're not as tired as what the first half show when you play bad some fatigue messes you you're putting more effort into one than the other because you don't have all of it so if um, i feel so like compensating, this right you're yeah, compensating. So if i feel mm-hmm. like it's a task just for me to be out of my body i'm not thinking sharply
0: mm.
1: like i'm thinking about what to do with my body like because i'm t- I have to think about my movements when you're fresh Like you're, it's like you're just, you're being, you're just doing, you're reacting. There's no thought in that. When I'm healthy, I have to think about if my knee is going to hurt if I cut this way. Yeah. If I've been on a road for a week and I don't have to, I'm, you know, lagging a little bit and I can feel it, not thinking as sharply.
0: What have you seen from the Raptors' defense over the past little while? There's been a bit of a dip, uh, I suppose you could say a decline in um, the consistency within you know, each game by game, quarter by quarter, I suppose. Uh, Yesterday, Nick Nurse talked about it and the past few fourth quarters have been pretty good defensively, right? So they're able to reach that level, but obviously it 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 could just be the product of what we're talking about, right? Is how do you sustain that in the seventh game of a road trip, right? You got to do it in spurts, So you just want to stay, you know, within striking distance against Mm -hmm. a team and then you turn it on when you can. Mm -hmm. But even outside of that, Uh, And we've talked about the defense a little bit, you know, so far this season, but I do find that there's sometimes they're just not really in sync, you know, and uh, Fred talked about it yesterday. Chris Boucher has mentioned a few times that we are a young team. And then you kind of forget that the Raptors are a young team because you got Fred and Pascal, Mm OG, OG he's still young, but like he may as well be 28 in terms of his NBA years because of how long he's been in the league Um, compared to, you know, a Gary Trent Jr. who you're relying on pretty heavily, Uh, a precious Achua, who again, you're relying Mm. on pretty heavily. Um, Yeah. Is there anything that you're, you're seeing? Is there anything that probably like, I mean, makes this a little bit more simple than we probably think because the X's and O's are for sure there, but I'm finding that it's mental mistakes. It's focus. It's not, you know, getting back on defense. It's, Things that things like that. I mean, it goes into like
1: what we were talking about. You gotta do the things that's not sexy. Like they gotta just become part of the part of the whole. Like if what I want to do is mm-hmm. win, yeah. Even the things that I don't like to do gotta be done. If they mm-hmm. translate into winning. Like you gotta, the mindset's gotta take on those things because what I want is more important than me not liking it or me not, you know, it not yeah. it not ending with me getting points or getting a play made. Sometimes it's just me being in the spot early and nothing happens because of that. And nobody says anything about that because it's not a stat to it. You got to understand, you know, you just, it's a consistency that comes with that. And like you say, with a young team, you think about that, like younger players don't seem to communicate as well, which can also, you know, take up some space in that, that column of some of the mistakes that happen. Yeah. Because if you don't communicate, it's hard to communicate when you're trying to remember exactly... Like, you, you're still trying to figure out where I'm supposed to be. Like, it's hard. You know what I mean? When you th- when you yeah. have to think about what's in front of you. When I don't have to think about what's in front of me, I'm kind of half a step, a step ahead. I can start saying, oh, I'm going. I know the play already. I know where I need to be. So I can say I'm, I'm under the basket. I'm on the elbow. I'm on the nail. I can do these things. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like we try to teach the reverse of that. Like, if you say where you are, you can't not be there. Yeah. So communicate. Like, if you say I'm on a nail, you wouldn't say that if you weren't there so if you talk about where you are it just yeah. it, it just kind of holds you accountable the words mm-hmm. hold you accountable there's an, and now you got to hold yourself accountable because you said it out loud when you don't say it out loud and you're just not where you are you can kind of make up oh well i thought he was gonna and you can start doing that
0: yeah. and then
1: we but that's not the that's not the, the plan
0: so you found that with younger players that yeah. it's hard to get them to
1: yeah yeah they, they got to learn to communicate like because they it's, it's everything's self when you're younger I got to figure out how to stay on the floor. I got to figure out how to make a play. I got to figure out. So you're not thinking about the whole, you're thinking about I got to be. So you're not thinking about communicating Mm. to the other four and you're focused, you're hyper-focused on that. So it's hard to, like we talked about, like Mm. it's hard to think that hard and also tell them what you're thinking while trying to do the right thing. (laughs) Like it's, and you Mm. don't know if you're doing the right thing. When you 15 years in the league, and you know, you're doing the right thing. You can sit out there and have a conversation. (laughs) <laughs> like you know what I mean like he's gonna do this that that, that. Yeah. it's like you watch yeah. these vets play and called out plays like talk about how like John Rondo used to like tell them what play they was gonna run and call it out the whole play <laughs> as it was happening Standing in the middle where the whole play was mucked up two seconds into it because he knew <laughs> nothing
0: could happen yeah you want to have a conversation on the court I guess that's what we're yeah. looking for <laughs> if I were to say to you that hey CJ I wonder if you know, teams are game planning against the Raptors, like aggressive, stunted, recovering system. And they're, you know, they're cutting back door at the precise times and they're slipping towards the three point line um, at inopportune times for the Raptors defense where they know that they can get an open shot. What would you say to that? So,
1: what would I say, me or as a coach, or is it like just in just?
0: Oh, yeah, just from what you're seeing, like the eye test.
1: I mean, because, um, yeah. I mean, I would just say it's of that like the players got to just. They got to they got to knuckle up. They got to kind of, like I know we came in with this, and it's almost like contradiction. But I know we came in with a game plan and what we're gonna try to do. Yeah. So if they do something three times in a row, that kind of puts a hole in that. Like, I don't want. I, I, I think we all can see something mm-hmm. has to be done different. Like I'm not gonna let a guy keep doing. This. I should. I'm like call a timeout and bring you in and change the whole game plan. Like let's look at what we're doing. Yeah. Like, um, right. Let's 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 focus on winning the game. Let's focus on making them do something different instead of being dictated by what they're doing. Like letting them just do whatever they want because well, he said that I should stay in the drop, but the guard has hit three threes in a row from the top of the key because I'm in a drop. I'm mm-hmm. not gonna stay in a drop. Yeah even if they didn't say anything, I feel like they shouldn't have to like if the same guy. I feel like that should not have to be a conversation, even though we talking about communicating, I'm sorry, but like I shouldn't have to tell you to do that. Like if, if somebody yeah. starts swinging at you and they hit, you, I shouldn't have to tell you to duck. Like I, I shouldn't have to.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think Nick nurse would probably echo that as well. He's talked so much about point of attack defense. And like, once that gets, once you're behind the eight ball there, Like, everything crumbles, especially with the Raptor system and how uh, reliant it is on, you know, helping each other and being scrambly and, you know, mucking things up, taking away driving lanes and making things hard on the other team. If your point of attack D isn't good, then, I mean, you're kind of – it's going to go kablooey on a possession. But, yeah, I guess it depends on on the team that – I guess the situation that you're in. Like, a lot of teams run pick and roll, um, and from there – the Raptors lack of, you know, rim, rim protection does get exposed a little bit. You know, Presto he's he's doing a decent job at that, you know, in this stretch where OG Ananobi is out.
1: But let's not take away from these players, though, that they're playing against, the plays, the position. The, the plays are being ran for a reason. Yeah. To make things difficult in positions and make you have to, like, kind of be kind of open to what you'll do. Because sure. you come in there too strict and we like, all right, they're going to stay in this whatever they, they're going to stay in this pushing it to the baseline and not come over and help, we're going to keep running the same play to keep making them uncomfortable. are we going to do that? Like if you come in strict like that, we're going to pick on it. We're not going to yeah. call no other plays. There's no reason to. Mm. We're going to break this down until you got to do something different. And if you come in like that, so strict, and not having an open mind on the floor of what – how to adjust for the game and, and how to make winning yeah. plays, then defense is going to be <laughs> mm. bad.
0: What's interesting about a team like OKC, and I look at OKC as what the Raptors could be if they played something of a more conservative defensive system, because their plan, like they want to make sure that you do not get to the rim and they don't have Mm -hmm. like that much more size than the Raptors. Like they're Mm -hmm. kind of built similarly in a way, but they just I don't know. They they they're pretty active on defense and the Raptors are, too. I just I find that there's there's less space when you're trying to score on OKC. Mm -hmm. with the raptors there's there's easy avenues that even i as like as a non-nba professional analyst right i can look at and be like there's a big gap at the nail here and that seems like a bad idea
1: (laughs) i tend to i tend you tend to see that that teams that um like a coach staff, like a coach that values the three-point shot carries that value with the way they look at it from the other team too you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like they know what the weapon is. And they was like, we're not going to let people come in here and make 23. So like this stuff is going to be geared towards those things too, you know? And obviously yeah. there's nights where you change your game plan for certain teams that are just blatantly so far the other way that you have to, if they're just all three point shooters, then we're not going to be, you know, there's, there's nights like that. But for the most part, I think you kind of look at it and it's still the analytic thing too. Like if I know a team's going to come in and try to two fifty threes, 53s, I don't want them getting on the road doing that. Yeah. I'm not going to come in unprepared for that because then they get open threes. They get to do what they want. So sometimes you come in overly prepared for that and guys do get by some guys sometimes and get to the rim and get to the, because the help is going to be later because everybody's a mm. three-point shooter. I can't be as early. There's so much more space when everybody's out of the paint. You know, it's hard to kind of be rooted as an anchor when the guy I'm guarding is at the slot. Um. So these things
0: are done on purpose. Yeah. So how do, you, how do you defend against that? Like five out is very common now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's what every, everybody wants to do. They want to get five out or at least like four out one screener, right? So like are there principles that are just being missed? On That's the, the dilemma
1: you see with this team though. You would think because of their length that they would still be able to do it. They could still be in a position to look big and look clogged up and not be too yeah. far shooters. But I think the biggest thing with this now is you got to be able to guard the ball. And it's almost impossible to guard some of these guys one-on-one with the ball. Sure. Like, you can't touch them. And, like, just the quickness and athleticism of the guards and what we've grown into in this game is just mm. hard to do, especially yeah. without touching. So um, yeah. it's almost like you set up to, for this. So mm. we just got to figure out how we can contain the ball a little better, or if I can, like, shade him to my help. I can't. He can't be a straight line. He can't get by me. Like he can't, we in a box like together, he can't go right by me. I can't open up. That's what yeah. can't happen in this in the five out deep um offenses. Cause it's just gonna be late help, which is gonna yeah. lead to either a, mm-hmm. at the rim or an open corner three right. almost all the time.
0: And that's what I was getting at with like the point of attack. And it's not always like you think point of attack, it's like you know, center of the court, you know, as the point guard mm-hmm. or whoever is a ball handler is coming down. It's like that initial action, right? Mm-hmm. The the defense. Um, in terms of just keeping your man in front of you, that hasn't been the same as it usually was like in Mm -hmm. previous seasons. That was like kind of the staple that teams are going to be going to have to go through like three actions in a possession because Mm -hmm. it is hard just to get by like the person that's being guarded by you on the Toronto Raptors. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. I'm not sure. Like, it, like the young being uh, being young is a is a thing too. Like, you know, attention to details. Yesterday, right? Like, there was a lot of cases where just like it was just like a, a lack of timing. You're missing something. Your your hedge wasn't strong enough, or it was late, and then there's a seam there, and then you know the the guard who was going to be uh, guarding the initial action, like. They're getting kind of hung up a little bit. And it's just, it's a lot of different things. It's not just one. But then they have a fourth quarter that was pretty impressive at the same time.
1: Yeah, and it's hard to do at that game, too. That's like the last game, like we talked about on 12 days in a row. Like, yeah, I know those things are true and they happen in other games, but it's really hard to pick at that game. We can, we analyze right. the game, obviously, because it happened. Like, this Just what we have right, in right, front right. of us. But to go into the big picture from just from that game, it's hard because mm-hmm. you come into the, as a coach, I come into that knowing it's going to be some stuff like that happening. Like, yeah, we sure. know that like it's yeah. just the it will be there's so much so much evidence of that happening over time. Not just because of my mm. guys, like every team, the best team right. in the league to the worst team in the league is just the nature of the body and what's going yeah. on and what you're going through. Mm. So it's just like, how do I like sustain attack, stay in attack, stay in striking distance? Yeah. And find a way to rally, because if we can stay in the game, then you can find some more energy because guys like, oh, we can win this game. But if it gets out of hand early on the last day of the road trip, you saw so many of those games turning into twenty point blowouts. Teams sure. go home like, yeah, it was over. Like, and they just because ch- they're already ready to chalk it up, right? It's already like, yeah, it's been twelve days. Like, you know, well, that's true, man. They fought. They, f- yeah. they really fought exactly. yesterday.
0: They fought hard. Um, a few of these games over the past, you know, last like, three games of the road trip, um, you could see it too that it was it was just weighing on them a little bit, and the the energy just dipped a little bit here and just didn't have it there. Um, But I I can't even like imagine what a road trip like this kind of feels like for a player. I mean, Nick Nurse yesterday was like, Hey, we went four and three. I thought we, I was hoping we would go four and three, you know, OG's healthy. Maybe they get one more game. Um, There were a lot of people that just felt like on a road trip like this, where the other, other teams, were under undermanned in a few occasions that they still should have won them. I'm like, yeah, but th- these are still NBA teams, man. Like your sixth, seventh guy is a lot better than they used to be. And some of these guys, like Trey Jones last night, like he's a good point guard, a really good point guard. He's ready to step in. And even the Grizzlies last season, I think they had a better record without john Morant, than yeah. they had with them and that's yeah. not saying that john Morant isn't a valuable player he just play like, different
1: styles and they're yeah. like good at both styles wasn't exactly. it trade when they traded said he considered himself a starting point guard in his league like he know he come off the bench when it wasn't him yeah. that said that he's like i'm a to uh-huh. start in this league and he could be
0: yeah like, i'm just
1: saying like but to hear a guy carry that like that and say that and let you know something like
0: sure just got that mentality about him it's good um all right trade deadline stuff Let's start with this because this is a we were talking off air before we started and you were saying that he's like oh. it's weird being on this side <laughs> of of the coin when it comes to trade deadline or just being like in the media basketball space yeah. because you didn't realize how destructive it can be. No, <laughs> it's now you're just, learning.
1: It's just so wild. Like it's like it's like, if I can see how somebody from the outside could be like, yo, this is definitely rigged. Like, this is not real. Like, why is it? What is going on? Like, it's so, like, some of the stuff that's said and the way people are arguing on the TV shows now, and they turn it personal and they turn it. It looks like you're trying to get me ramped up or something. Then you had Pat Bev grabbed a camera and carried it to the referee. Like, what, what, what are we doing? Like, what's going on? And then... Like you see, like the, the the Bron goes off when they miss the call. Like yeah, I understand him being mad, but like that was like a, I was like, wait a, it was like a lot. Like
0: yeah, the whole thing. Um, it's like his, just, his, his it's, robot, his robotic mode just kind of like went yeah, it cut and off, hurt. and he just like, like let it loose, uh, and it was like uh, what, what,
1: what is happening? But like the whole thing, it's just it's hilarious. Like it's yeah, really like. Yeah. And then you got, you know, we ain't even going to talk about social media, but dudes is doing Twitter and like, like yeah. I love the fact that uh, then when he got traded, it was like, all right, when they say it's time to go home, you go home. And it was like, like, he ain't even like, he was like, yeah, my Elijah said he wanted to go home anyway. Like it was like, so like, yeah, whatever.
0: And there's no other sport. I mean, I guess you might see this in the NFL too, but a player went there and he felt like he was going to communicate with the people through social media. Uh-huh you don't see that in all the sports. That's why the NBA is so crazy is that it is like a, it's truly entertainment. And we talk about the product being entertainment, you know, basketball and all that, but it's just off court stuff too. Like every single day I wake up and I'm seeing like a Pascal Siakam in a different Jersey swap. Like, why is it like this? It's crazy. Everything
1: goes crazy. But like the, but like also I think the NBA, like that social media, the way it is all the way. And like you said, with the players, like they seem the most touchable, like mm. you can just you feel like you so much that you can get to them. Like there's guys in the NFL that we don't even know what they look like. They playing helmets, yeah. like like these guys. They're, that's really good yeah. players, like high level players. Like yeah. we know every every guy on the bench of the NBA team, like kids that their mm. favorite team. They know every guy. Yep. People recognize nine, ten guys on the street. It don't mm. happen in the NFL when you the. Like you know what I mean, or like even, and then some of the sports are just not as big media wise, so they don't get it. But like, the NBA is just tied into everything. It seems they know like, you. Yeah, yeah, and it's just like you just you come to the game, like I can get ran over by them. They like, literally fall in my lap. Like it happens all yeah. the time.
0: Yeah. All right, so you're inside the Raptors locker room in heading into this trade deadline, even the road trip, Um and. I heard Scotty, I heard Fred, I heard Thad, I heard Nick Nurse all talk about at some point, whether it was at the beginning of the t- road trip or yesterday, that the need to stay together, stay together. Um, what do you, what does that mean to you when you hear like we got to stay together, within what the Raptors are going to be, you know, going through over the next like four or five days, and it's going to be wild. I mean, I think it means we still, you know, we still professionals, we still
1: competitors you know we still you know there's there's a sense of dignity in, in this and even just yeah. being in the league forget all the like just being here this privilege that we have
0: yeah
1: but let's remember you know even when all that's going on why we do this we do this to to compete and to play this game and to play it at a certain level and do it right you know you don't want to throw that away for something that's inevitable like that that the contract stuff is gonna be it's happening But that's always gonna be a thing. If this gonna stop you from doing it now, it's gonna stop you from doing it forever. Like we never gonna get past this. Like cause the and then Scotty's gonna be in a contract thing, and we're gonna be fighting over that one. And the next guy that comes, and the next guy, it's it's gonna be a thing that just weighs on everything. Yeah. Oh man, here we go. Like right. You don't want that. Like let's let's go out here and do what we do. Like be the best versions of ourselves that we can in the situations that's in front of us and win the game
0: what shakes me about this subject is um, like when the Raptors kind of found their identity and you were a member of the team during this time too, is like, it was Kyle and DeMar and that's when the Raptors culture, you want to call it that that's when it was made. And then, you know, obviously Kyle and DeMar, they move on and that was passed on to Fred Pascal and OG. And now that all three of those guys are being mentioned in trade rumors, I'm like, like we could be going into like an altering of the Raptors identity right now it's so strange for me to even like thinking of any one of those three not being raptors it it makes me feel it's yeah. like queasy it's like this is it's not a right. wild
1: thing right like i don't even know how to even <laughs> like yeah. that's just a wild thing in general because it seems like it's been forever even though it hasn't been as long but like the errors are like of the teams it's pretty much the length of you know four five six seven years those are four years is a big chunk to be somewhere like in the mm. league. And like, the, especially when you're a winning team and you do a lot, it's the seasons are longer. So there's way more games There's way more hype to right. it. People like these become parts of people's lives. Like they, they literally remember what they were going through in other parts of their life because of the Raptors being in the Eastern conference finals. Like mm-hmm. I was 12 and I was And this happened and this happened. And, and then we saw all the people from the game and the, like, yeah. like this is like, this is the, the, the special side of the entertainment that we call the NBA is that these people are like really linked in like that and invested.
0: Mm. Have there been instances in your NBA career where, you know, trade deadline comes around and a player didn't get traded and he was unhappy
1: all the time. It happens all the time. It happens happens all the time. Yeah. It might not be like, because there's always like something like that. Like, and it might not be what, the biggest guy in the room. So it might not be in the news everywhere. Like how we got these mm. guys that are the names, but like that happens all the time. And guys know, like guys will know like around that a guy's not, cause the guy's not happening. You know, he's actively trying to get out of there. It's, it's kind of hard not to know. Sure. Um, And then it don't happen. And it's like back to that thing. Like we professionals. This is still our job. Like we, I'm not carrying nothing. Like I don't, I never took that personal as a player. Like, I I never, like, I don't, I don't got time for that. Like, like I don't got time to take it personal. Like, we got, I'm worried about doing what I'm doing and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Like, I don't, like, if he's not happy, like, I don't know, we'd be, we'll figure it out somehow. But I'm not taking it to a point of like, oh, he don't like playing with me. Like I don't, care. I don't care. Yeah. Like I'm not worried about that. No, no,
0: for sure they can like they can separate that. I think most players yeah. probably can. That even if you're if you and the franchise aren't cool, you're not happy with your role or whatever, yeah. um, you can separate that because you're still like your guys are your guys.
1: Exactly, right?
0: exactly. Yeah. Hmm. Has there been a occasion on deadline where someone got traded at a really odd time, like within a concept of a day? Like you have a your day to day activities, um. And you know trade deadline. I'm sure everyone's already glued to their phone, anyways. But has yeah. it been like, whoa, this happened here? That's odd, weird. No, I paint, told you. I, did I tell the story on this podcast
1: about somebody getting traded on the plane as it was taking off? No, they stopped the plane, got his bags <laughs> from under the plane, and got him off the plane. We were literally on the runway. Like we had been told that the seatbelt noise that went off, going. It's the crazy thing. I'm in Utah. I'm not going to say that now, but I'm in Utah. And Jerry Sloan is the only person on these flights, you know, he fly to private flights, that turns his phone off. So he don't know that the guy gets traded. So he get to the... Oh, Oh, no. (laughs) He don't know that the guy is gone. Yeah, so, like, literally, like, because it was crazy because, you know, we would make the joke. We'd be like, ah, I just got traded. Like, people are, like, making, like, when the deadline and you know, it's already over, or, like, everybody, like, all right, so I can take a breath now. It's, it's over. <laughs> Let me joke about it. And then my guy got up, started dapping people up. He was like, bro, sit down. Like, he's make all oh, making jokes about it. He's like, no, nah, I'm out of here. He was like,
0: the seatbelt light is on. Yeah, it's
1: like, no way, the plane's moving, bro. Like, sit down. Like, nah. Dapping everybody. I'm like, what? And then sure enough, somebody come from the back. They go to the door. They stop the plane. Get off the plane. They get the bags off. The out. Wild. Wow. The wildest one. Cause that's this is before like, stuff was breaking on Twitter, you know, <laughs> like it wasn't. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It yeah. wasn't happening that fast like that.
0: I mean, nowadays players are finding out they got traded yeah. on Twitter before even the franchise can reach out to them. That's how. I, that's how I <laughs> found out. I knew. It, I saw
1: it on Twitter before I got a. I got to talk to somebody.
0: Oh wow! Yeah,
1: we were in Atlanta when it happened. Oh, you're talking having having lunch trade. for the day of the, the game.
0: You're talking the Toronto trade.
1: Oh, yeah, that's how I found oh. out. It broke before they could. And don't get me wrong. Like I talked to somebody right after. I'm not trying to make it seem like it was. I don't know the intent, but I'm just saying it happened like that. Yeah. yeah. we were sitting there, because my family was with me. Lauren and Ava were with me because her brother lived there. She came to see her brother and they went close to the game together. Having lunch after shoot around, you know, before I take the nap for the game. And she's on her phone. And she goes, huh! And I was like, What is wrong with you? She's like, they traded us and showed me the phone. And that's how I found out. Damn. Yeah. It was wild. I mean, but it's it's almost like you can't do nothing about it, really. Like in certain in certain, in certain spots. Like it's just stuff yeah, gets around. Yeah. Like if like if it's so you don't know who's in the room with the other team when they think things being dealt out, or who knows everything, mm-hmm. or who in the organization knows, or who can say whatever. You know, you don't know. Oh, it went through ah, and they say whatever, and then all yeah. of a sudden you do you don't, you don't you can't control that no more. Like I think no. we looking at it. Like, man, that's messed up. And it is messed up to find out that way, but it's not that it was ill intent that somebody was trying to be disrespectful. Sure. I don't think that's the case all the time.
0: Mm. I find with the Raptors, like they do a terrific job of not leaking their draft picks and mm-hmm. they are the team that when, you know, that first round pick is announced, like outside of Scotty Barnes, I guess, cause that was different, but like that if, when they have like Christian Coloco, right. Mm-hmm. When he was drafted when Malachi Flynn was drafted, I believe it's same, both cases, um, you know, whoever comes out and they're, usually you see uh shams and woes like they leak it before the pick even happens Mm -hmm. but the past like two years it wasn't leaked because the woes and shams didn't know so when you talk about like you don't know which side is revealing it it's it brought to my attention that you know probably the raptors like they do they do a decent (laughs) job of trying to keep that under wraps and in that scenario i would bet i mean We're talking like five minutes, right? It's hard to keep that under wraps to to reach out to the player because the trade deadline is still happening too.
1: Yeah, and at the same time, when I got traded from Memphis to Washington, my agent called me and said, "Hey, you about to get traded to Washington? I'm just letting you know before you see it." And he hung up. He's like, "I call you back." And it was like, it happened like that, right? Like I was sitting at dinner at my in laws' house, and they was like, "What happened?" I was like, "Oh, I just got traded to Washington." They was like, "That's it? Like that's 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 how it, happens. it just it just goes like that." I was like, "Yeah." Like, and we just kept eating dinner. I was like, "What you want me to do? Like get up and run out the door and like jump on a plane and like?" I thought
0: you would just like sit there for a second, and look. Damn.
1: Nah, I okay. mean, but
0: I'm. What was I gonna do?
1: Like, nothing that yeah. was in that moment was gonna change from that happening. Like, nothing changes. Still gonna go work out tomorrow. Still gonna go do like nothing changes. Like, I gotta do what I gotta do, regardless of how I feel.
0: Yeah, but like, you're I, a family, man, too. Like, you okay? Like, yeah, you they coming Ava, so... with me?
1: That, you gotta find a home? <laughs> I, yeah, like, but like I said, like, I, it's, it's what I'm doing is greater than all that. Like, I'm fine. Like, I'm, uh, i play basketball for a living. Like, I'm that's not gonna change. That's not gonna make me mad. Not attached to that part. Right. Like, I was just like, I'm, I got to do what I got to do. Like, I'm attached to doing what I'm supposed to be doing, not mm-hmm. worried about what could happen. And I wish I was like that more in my career, honestly. But by the time I was really like that, it didn't really matter. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. But I'll bet there's going to be Raptor players uh, come Thursday. I mean, even maybe now already that they're going to wake up and they're going to be like tied to their phone. Cause they yeah. don't have the, the experience with this. Situation. Yeah, I was also so 33 experience. years
1: old when this ha- when I exactly. said, it, you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, so like, yeah, I'm not, yeah. I can't say this, but I'm just saying if they hear this, that it should be more that way. Just think about it that way, put it in perspective of what you've got going on and you'll be able to play well, wherever you go and figure it out. Cause that's out of your control.
0: Then mm. you got to go to a new system, new coach, everything. Man. And the expectations and all comes, are different. Yeah
1: it all comes, you just can't let it overwhelm you because you also got to remember, you get there and you play. Like, I was, like, when I got traded from, I was playing in Memphis on Friday. Like, when I got traded from, like, I left the next morning and played Friday or whatever it was. Like, Hmm. basketball is basketball. You play, you're a professional basketball player. You will figure it out. Yeah. Like, don't let, don't throw away everything you are and have done and built because of a feeling in a moment. Hmm. Don't do that. Like, that's... That's ridiculous. You don't throw away your, your whole life off uh, seeing a tweet.
0: Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah.
1: Like throw away all the work you've done. I was, oh, they don't want me. Like it's like it's over. I'm not good no mm. more. It's not the case.
0: And it's not even that they don't want you. It's that. Yeah. It's a business too. Like it's like yeah. this fits better. We think this
1: fits better where we're we going. And this could we, fit you better too. Exactly. And we thought you was the fit before. Like, you know what I mean? Like we, we it's all growing yeah. and going. Like I can't look at it like, everybody's out to get me because I'm going to get mm. traded. Like, I can't look at it that way. Oh, I can't stand them. It's, it's usually not even that case. People don't like yeah. it. The rooms are not fun when it happens. People in the front office are sad. Trainers are sad. Guys are sad. They losing a, a partner, like a brother, like a – it's a camaraderie that's built mm. from being with each other every day and going through the ups and downs of a season every day. It's emotional. It's fatigue. It's – yeah. People go through family stuff that they that they share with you. It's, it's more than that. So. You got to yeah. you got to look at it like
0: it's a for real, like you look at the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And that's why like I sent a tweet a few days ago and I was thinking like, you know, it's like uh, part of me thinks that the Raptors management um, because of how unexpected this season going the way it's gone. Um, they're not even sure how they want to approach this deadline because they know decisions have to be made right um, mm-hmm. with a few of the players, but at the same time they're like when they say and that's what the rumor was is that they're gonna wait until the end of the road trip to assess the yeah, situation I like i I think I think that's actually true because I think they're yeah. generally they're just like we want to keep all these guys like they're all they all have roles on the team I mean, mm-hmm. to some degree um and they knew like you know, at some point like you like said like you got to make de- you got to make decisions. With some of the players, anyways, that's the nature of the NBA. That's how evolution works with a franchise mm-hmm. and your roster. But at the same time, I don't think they anticipated it was going to come this quickly. And no, they I also thought, think that's that's them that's like, saying
1: they believe in their guys. Yeah, like that's them so saying that without you know running around like no, we like that's telling yeah. the guys like yo, we believe in this can be turned around and y'all can get this together. Sure. Because if I didn't. I'd be, be very active. <laughs> like, I, we could, yeah. it could be some bads getting back. But honest. that's what it like,
0: seems like. That's the thing, yeah. though, is it's a contrasting opinions Because, like like I said, I see, you know, this guy's unhappy. OG's unhappy. Fred's going to be going mm-hmm. to Orlando. Fred's going to be going to the Clippers. Pascal's mm-hmm. going to go to the Nets now that Kyrie's gone. Like, all this stuff is happening. But then you probably, as a player, you have to find a way just to focus on what is being told to me right now by the people that yeah. matter. And Exactly. exactly. But, and you also have to trust the front office, and maybe office. some of these guys don't even know the front office like that.
1: Yeah, a lot of guys don't. Yeah, like they know they don't. They know that's the guy. You know that that they brought me here. that signed and second. There's not a lot of some guys don't have a lot of meetings after the day they signed with the front office and the people. Like they just see them in passing, mm. see him at practice, or they watching you getting up some extra shots. Some of y'all have a conversation. Ask you how you doing every night. Like it's not really always like that. Yeah like where we can be open and, and be honest about it. Like, I might everything might, I might hear everything from them, from my agent. And when they see me, they act like everything's fine. That's where people get upset about it. Guys get upset about it. It's like, yo, you telling him this? And I know you telling him this because he's telling me, but when I see you, it's just, uh, da, 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 like, that's the one that.
0: Oh, well, that's a Damar Masai thing. Yeah.
1: that. But though, yeah. the, the, I respect Masai because Masai was, the, I heard everything from Masai. He had to say to me. Yeah. Like, I just anything he had to say to me about anything, I heard it from him. It's like, hmm. even if we hadn't spoken in a while, and he wanted to speak to me, call me in his office. We sit down, right. he tell me anything he had to say, like about anything. He felt like at one point, he felt could, you could be doing more. He said it to me to my face.
0: Hmm.
1: Like, the man is down a little bit. I need you to stay in shape. He said it to me to my face. Like, there was no, that's the one thing I respect about it. Do you always want to hear it? No, but. At
0: least you heard it. I heard it. And is that during your up. uh that your final season in Toronto? It was the whole or? time
1: I was there, from the day oh. I met him. Yeah, like literally from the day that I met him when I came <laughs> to sign the papers in Toronto. That's the, the conversation. All our conversations from that point was like that because it's like now, let's make sure yeah. we both get the best out of this experience.
0: Right. I was well, meaning, let's try, like the, let's try when when he said, like, I need you to do more with your minutes, was that in your final season with the Raptors? Or was that kind of like just something that was, you know... No, it happened and, a couple of
1: yeah. times. Just like yeah. there were times he felt like I could have, you know, uh, created more opportunities for myself, be more aggressive, or done right. certain things. Um, But yeah, but we had that conversation in my final year too. But I felt yeah. that way too. We both felt sure, that sure, way. Sure. Like, sure. I was just trying to figure it out. Like, I was thinking... We just had a conversation about the other day. I just was talking about how, like, I just couldn't... I don't know what it was... That I couldn't figure out in the beginning of the season, it just wasn't clicking. I couldn't figure out my mm. space in it, like my niche in it, like my, and it was yeah. just making me anxious on the floor because I was trying, I wanted it so bad,
0: right?
1: um And mm. it just, it, just the way it went. But I had conversations, Nick, same thing. Me and Nick had numerous conversations about it, just trying to figure it out. He was like, I, because he was like, just talking about it, like just like, and I was like, I know, I'm. I'm I'm going at it as hard as I can from every angle. Like,
0: sure, sure, sure.
1: Ask anybody about me. I don't, I don't ever stop working. I ain't never stop. It was never no hold my head down. I just fought through it. The yeah. trade happened to happen, and I came out of it like right when the trade happened. Like that's when I started coming out of it because I had a big mm-hmm. game against Memphis right before I got traded to Memphis.
0: So you were auditioning, I, I guess. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Is that uncommon in your experience for front office to be that communicative with their players?
1: Early in my career, yeah, it wasn't like that. It wasn't open like that,
0: you Mm. know.
1: I mean, they talked to the. It was to be honest, they talked to the big money guys, like the big guys, like they. Everybody trying to keep them guys happy, (laughs) like, like, but Mm. now, like, you had a situation where, like, you see, um, first of all, there's a lot more money. There's a lot of guys making a lot of money, and also that just how important, like, that that unit is, like, how important that whole camaraderie is, especially when you got younger guys becoming the big guys. Mm. They still, they still need right. that group. They they so dependent on how that group is going, the energy that that push from them. They need more of that. They're not gonna be able to swallow their pride in every situation, or if they got beef with a dude, or if they're yeah. not getting along right now. That's gonna affect the way they play. They're not gonna get past that so easy. So you need to make sure that the temperament is right in your locker room for guys like that.